Ben, what do you call a man with a plank of wood on his head? Uh, Frank. Edward. What do you call a man with three planks of wood on his head? Ed, Edward Wood Wood. Yeah. And what do you call a man with three planks of wood on his head and no R's? Ewa woo wah. Ewa woo wah. <laughs> Smooth. Just so jables. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Just So Jables film podcast with me, slightly chilled out Jables. Me, slightly wound up our kid. And me, manic producer Ben. So, here on the uh, Just So Jables podcast, we like to watch a film and give you our hot takes straight out of the cinema, flying by the seat of our pants. Sounds about right. What kind of pants I'm, you got I'm today, Ben? I'm not wearing pants today. Ah, okay, our kid. Me neither. Oh, just me then. Just you. Swiss briefs. I thought you'd have no, like Star Danish. Wars pants or something. Danish, actually. Danish. Oh, Danish. Star Wars socks on. Okay. Stormtroopers. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> But before we uh, get on to this week's film, which is going to be... The Equalizer 3. Yeah, nice. I don't know if it's The Equalizer or just The Equalizer. It is The Equalizer. Okay. The Equalizer 3. Last week, we watched Blue Beetle. We did. Our kid, why don't you tell us how wrong we got it? Well, we didn't think it was great, did we? We found it derivative. Ben was very negative. Jables was a bit more positive about it, but still felt that it was a derivative piece that could have been better. I have something just quickly to add before you tell me about how wrong we got it. I think it was kind of fun on reflection. And I think I might have said, if this was the first film I went to, I'd have been, ah, it's kind of fun. And I think it's easier to be harsh sometimes than it is to be positive. I think it was fine. I think we kind of said that last week. I think you said 10-year-old Jables would have really liked it. Would have really liked it. And... And I could see the fun merits of it, but I just don't think it was great. I think that's just to reiterate me. Well, in that, I think most of the critics seem to agree with you. Yeah. So Critical Drinker said it isn't a terrible superhero movie. It has a likeable cast, decent emotional beats, and a simple but charming central theme. He called it a cheeseburger movie. It didn't go too far wrong. However, he felt that the social messages were heavy-handed felt like a rushed afterthought to stir up social media controversy. He said he didn't hate it. Well, I found that there was a lot of kind of social messaging in there around things like pronouncing his name. I suppose there was, yeah. Yeah. Rich people versus poor people. Yeah, Yeah. I get it. You did mention it. All the white people were bad. So he said he didn't hate it and in a way felt sorry for it, which Mm. is something that Mm. we said at the time, wasn't it? Mark Kermode, writing for The Guardian, gave it four and a half out of five stars. And he said it was a superhero film with immigrant survival subtext. So he noticed the same themes, I guess, as Critical Drinker, but saw them as a more positive thing. Mm. And said there were believable dynamics and boisterous comedy that added charm to a familiar genre. So he felt very positively towards it. I think it's generally been seen as a bit of a flop. Mm. It didn't do all that well at the box office. Does it. the writer strike, film actor strike, have anything to do with that? No. Well, they're not allowed to do any promotion, are they? And like, genuinely, I think they see that as quite a big thing. When you've got, can you imagine like Barbie without interviews with Margot Robbie and uh, one of the Ryans? So, can I imagine yeah. building something over a period of years and then not being allowed to promote it? The answer yeah. is yes. Yeah, well, I'm not bitter <laughs> about it. Okay. Anyway, that's a different podcast. That's a different, that's a different story. <laughs> But interesting you say that because Midnight's Edge said that there was no word of mouth because not enough people saw it to talk about it. Yeah. And it felt that it had been rejected unseen as a creative dead end. But also said that, well, Blue Beetle, D-list superhero, already stale and derivative before anyone actually saw the movie. Yeah. Which I think probably chimes in a bit more with our Ben's. Our Ben. It's just like it was fine, but it didn't need to exist because it didn't add anything to anyone's lives in any meaningful way. Like literally nothing. No, but it fair. wasn't offensive. Yeah. Cool. So we weren't miles off. I'd stand by what we said. I think on reflection, I would watch it again. I probably would. Because, yeah. like I said, I didn't hate it. It wasn't, it didn't, I think I said at the time, it didn't feel like a cynical film. It didn't feel like a, you know, and I probably would just, I think I said, didn't I? Because if someone said, yeah, you want to watch it? Oh, yeah, go on then. I do also feel slightly bad because I was chatting with someone in town the other day and we were chatting about podcast stuff and I said, he was like, oh, what, what did you go and see most recently? I said, Blue Beetle, it was shit. And he was like, oh, I'm going to see that with my girlfriend this week. I was see, like, no, right. 
what you should have said is Blue Beetle. Have a listen to the podcast to tell you on there. What... That's, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> so if someone else wants to tell us uh, that they think that Blue Beetle should, how do they get in touch and do that, Ben? Uh, social media, I guess. At Just So Jables is the handle on all the standard platforms, Facebook, Instagram, X. You can email us, hello at justsojables.com. You can have a look at the website, justsojables.com. Find the actual podcast itself. I mean, you've obviously found it because you're listening to my beautiful tones right now. But you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, bits and pieces. Anywhere you get usual podcasts, give us a follow, give us a subscribe, whatever buttons you can find. Nice. Click them. That was good. I mean, don't click block or report, but... <laughs> I, I, I... I can tell you're dying to swig your beer because you've done that actually very well yeah. distinctly. It's like, I need to swig a beer <laughs> I, now. I need a break now. Okay, Ben. So, thanks for that. That was great. What are you on about this week, Ben? Uh, I'm on about something which we have watched as part of the podcast and I've re-watched now, I think, for the third or possibly fourth time. Okay. Uh, we were just a bit of a loose end. As you are, just stick a film on and we went for Ghostbusters Afterlife. What do you think? I think it gets better the more times you rewatch it. Yeah. That's pretty much all I wanted to raise with this because it's been a bit bit of a busy week. We've not really watched, well, I've not watched anything new really. So we just took that on. You know when you can't be bothered to look for something and it's like, well, that popped up. Let's watch it. We yeah, know yeah. It's good. I actually think it's getting better. It's bedding in. Good. I, I like all the characters. I like the basic story. I like the setting of it. I like the humour of it. You like the little, what's the, oh, what's the shorter guys? The podcast. Yeah, podcast. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> podcast is funny. Is he still funny? Yeah. That's yeah. He hasn't, yeah, good. Yeah, it's still funny. I think it's getting funnier. And then the, the nerd jokes, I can't remember the girl's Phoebe. character name, Phoebe. Just the jokes she tells, I don't know if you remember those. Yeah, like, I do, yeah. Yeah, the ones about triangles and yeah. it's like, well, I was just being obtuse and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's really funny and I think it's getting funnier. Yeah, I'm, I'm warming to it because I think when I first watched it, I was a little bit like, yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah. That's pretty much my usual reaction to films, unless <laughs> yeah. it's June or something with Statham in. So, yeah, that's all really. Jables, what are you on about this week? Well, we'll get on to a couple of things that I watched uh, soon when we talk about The Equalizer 3. But in terms of new stuff, I have watched not a great deal, apart from I've seen the first couple of episodes of Ahsoka, which are on Disney Plus now, as they've released the first two. I don't know right. how many in total. I think it's going to be six episodes, I'd like to say. So I've seen this on the side of a bus. This is a Star Wars thing. Uh, yes, it is a Star Wars Just thing. Just the benefit of people listening who don't know about Star Wars. So Ahsoka, yeah. Star Wars Ahsoka, it's based on the character from Rebels, who's also seen in Mandalorian Season 2, where she pops up in that, in a very good episode, actually. It follows on as, I think it's almost a direct sequel to Star Wars Rebels. I will put my hand up and say I haven't seen much of Rebels I've probably watched a couple of episodes and that's it so it's not in my wheelhouse in terms of story and I don't know who all the, all the characters are it looks great the story is adequate it's a lot of fetch quests by the look of it oh, oh we right. need to find a thing to find a thing to find a thing there's a really? lot of that that yeah. seems to be a big Star Wars thing now doesn't it? I, I think it's just the way it is I can see what they're trying to do is introduce the characters from Rebels in a live-action situation, and they're trying to... I think, that, you know, they've got a bit of a, a tough one, really, because if you're a big fan of the, the series, you'd know what's going on, you know who all these people are, and you're just kind of like, right, I want to see more of them. It'd be nice to see them in a live-action situation. Whereas someone like myself who hasn't watched the cartoon series, it was... I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know enough about them to know what's happened. But... It was fine, is what I'm going to say. It could potentially be like some of the other Star Wars series. Not a great deal happens, and then you get a couple of episodes of real big Star Wars great stuff. Some of the best stuff you've seen, I think, is in some of these series, to be honest. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, how do we feel after... Was it the first first season of... Or second series of... Yeah, second series of Mandalorian. Yeah, I really you know. like The Mandalorian, but I haven't really been able to gel with any of the others. Yeah. At all. You watched the Boba Fett one, that was okay. Yeah, yeah I suppose, but yeah, that, I feel the, a bit like that's The Mandalorian that, as well. That's the thing, yeah. the, the problem with Boba Fett is like Boba Fett being a goodie, it didn't necessarily Yeah, it doesn't quite work, does it? But there's some good stuff in there as well. Yeah. There's not, not, not everything lands, and Andor's still the standout for me. And this, there's a lot of people standing and staring at times. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Weirdly so. Being Sometimes stoic. people will say something that will be like, and I don't know about this. Hmm, I think I know what you mean. Yes, that's right. So kind of long gaps 
and I didn't quite get it. And right. like people looking. But I thought about like if you were 12, 13, teenage when you were watching the Rebel series, if you were then seeing like you're an adult now, you want to see the adult version of them, you might be like, oh, this is great. This is kind of like it's coming into my wheelhouse. I like this kind of stuff. But for me, I'm like, yeah, I don't know who these people are. So do you think you have to have watched Rebels to really get it? I think they tell you enough, mm. but you don't necessarily care as much as you would if right, you were watching watched Rebels. They're talking about Ezra Bridger, I think his name. And, like, the whole thing with Grand Admiral Thorne, you know. And, like, if you haven't seen that, you'd be like, okay, this is great. I don't really know what he's done. Don't get it. So I know enough, but it was good. It was. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. Rosario Dawson's really good, if not a little bit bland. Really? But I kind uh... of get it because I think it's supposed to be the adult character of this person who's gone through this yeah. with Anakin. So and, she's a bit zen. And, yeah, a little bit zen, but a little bit... And he said butt hurt. I don't mean butt hurt, but she's she's been hurt in the past, so she's quite So she's aloof. She's quite aloof, that's yeah. the word, not butt hurt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's oh where it comes God. from. And then she's been reintroduced to characters who are directly from the series. And you know, they played well enough, but I think you also lose something when you've got something that's come from a young adult cartoon where everything's quite quick and sharp and bit mm. to bit. And, hey, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Just yeah. to, to people who are like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I think that probably loses something. But you know, I will reserve judgment fully until the end of the series. I will come back to you when, when I've seen them all. Okay. What about you, Arkid? What have you been doing? Well, going I'm going proper retro today there's a surprise because at the weekend we were at mum and dad's house and we watched beaches so have you seen beaches oh. i'm not sure i think i might yeah. have. is it um don't tell me the singing woman but is it bet midler yeah 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 i think i have so it's bet midler and barbara hershey and yeah. they play two girls who meet when they're young is there flashbacks in it it starts off in the past yeah they meet they become friends they write to each other for a while bet midler's a, a very extroverted stage kid. Yeah. Well, Cece Bloom is her character's name. And Barbara Hershey plays Hilary Whitney, who's a bit more reserved. She's from a wealthy family. She grows up to become a lawyer. And it's just about their friendship. It's them over their formative years and beyond. And I like it. It's very Channel 5. Yeah. It's got this kind of hallmarky TV, cheesy vibe. And it was absolutely pulled apart by the critics when it really? came out. But people love it. It's mm. a beloved film. It did actually really well at the box office. And it's just got something really likeable about it. It's very much like a real female friendship. You know, the triumphs and the tragedies and the jealousies and all that kind of thing. Does someone have cancer and there's lots of crying? You do cry at the end. Yeah. Everyone cries at the end. I've watched it with mum probably half a dozen times and we always sit and cry at the end. But is that a spoiler? Did you? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's a spoiler. Maybe it is, but you know, well, it's a 1988 I think, yeah, film. I think we'll live. There was a remake actually in 2017 but I don't I don't know anyone who's seen it but because one of the other nice things about Beaches is that it is very 80s I mean Bette Midler's character Cece Bloom she becomes a Broadway star so you get a lot of these kind of very showy Broadway things and her house is very lavish 80s yeah. colourful and that's part of the charm of it really yeah sometimes I'm just in the mood for Beaches <laughs> yeah oh, fair enough fair enough yeah. well bringing us right up to date <laughs> I believe we're at a preview screening. It's not really a preview screening. This is just like first night, opening night, is it? No, it is a preview screening. Is it? So what, yes. can, you, can you explain what that means? It comes out tomorrow. Okay. Majestic right. have obviously done a special deal somehow where okay. it comes out a day early. So select cinemas yeah. get an option to it show it a bit early. Cinemas. Okay. Ticket was slightly more expensive. What? what? Mind you, it is a Wednesday night. Tickets were six pounds. Really? Yeah. Is that just normal price though? No. Normal tickets are £5.50. Ooh. I know. I was shocked. I bet you were. But I still paid anyway. We haven't actually said what it is, but we said early on, it's The Equaliser 3. Mm -hmm. Our kid, are you going to tell us all about I'm it? I'm going to tell you about it. So, The Equaliser is... Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward, no. I was going to come on to that, actually. Okay. Denzel Washington plays Robert McCall, and he is a former... Marine. Marine and intelligence yeah. agent. So... This is The Equaliser 3, which follows on from, obviously, two earlier films, <laughs> The Equaliser in 2014 and Equaliser 2 in 2018. As you've alluded, there is also an 80s series yep. starring Edward Woodward. 
There was also in 2021 another TV series starring Queen Latifah as Robin oh, yeah. McCall. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but there we go. So yeah, he's a former Marine and intelligence officer. And in the first film, he's kind of pulled out of his quiet life. Yeah. He works at a B&Q style place <laughs> and ends up Helping people to fight injustice. He does. And then in the second film, I suppose the second film's more like the series, isn't it? Yeah, it's a continuation. Established. Yeah. It's like a sort of one-man A-team. Yeah, I was going to mention the A-team, so thanks for okay, robbing me got that of that one. But um, so, so what you're saying is he's like a one-man A-team? Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> so in the third film, it looks like Robert McCall has now retired to rural Italy and he's living La Dolce Vita in a nice little village. But then the mob roll in and he has to then step up to protect the locals. Is it mafia? It is. It's got to be mafia, hasn't it? I will say I've deliberately, I watched the trailer once, uh, I think, and I haven't looked at any more about this because I don't want to know anything about it because I think it Mm -hmm. looked good and I was like, I'm, I'm in. I... Was thinking about it. I wasn't that excited. Not that I wasn't excited about it, because I know I liked the previous two films. And I was like, yeah, that'll be good to watch. At the weekend, I watched both the Equalizer 1 and 2 back to back. And I realised these are actually really good films. Like, really good. Denzel Washington is brilliant in it. Yeah. He's, re- he's so good in it. He's got that calm authority mm. that isn't... It isn't know-it-all. And it isn't like... I've got a special set of skills. He just he just can and does. Yeah. And but he's also seems like he'd be a lovely guy living yeah, next door who worked I, at I, B&Q. I was like, I'd love to hang out with him. Mm. But there's also a there's a realistic portrayal of someone. And he tries to help people. He's obviously got the people that he's helping, like in the kind of equalizer role. And there's people he's just helping. He's just being nice. Yeah. But he's not like roll over, I'm just gonna be nice to you. He doesn't do it the easy way. He put it gives them the opportunity to do something, and then he's like, "You've got to do it for yourself." Mm. And I really like that in it, the way he is, especially in the second film. There's a lot of that. So you know, I think it's fair. To, like the first film, he, as you said, he gets dragged back into it because you find out his wife's died. He's retired. He's obviously done this in the past. He's been working for the CIA. He's obviously had a past of doing a bit of this as well. And after his wife passed away, he's like, "No, nah, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore." And then he realises an opportunity he can't see past and he has to fight this injustice for someone. And the scenes are great. The, the action's really good. There isn't that much action in it. But when it happens, he's brutal. And you don't necess- And it's almost like surprising. It's like you're actually, you know, and it's not like flamboyant brutal. He just does it. Flamboyant? Flamboyant, flamboyant. brutal. <laughs> flamboyant brutal. Flamboyant brutal. Uh, but yeah, he, he just does. And he knows he can do. And I love that because, as you alluded to, the first one, he, he's working in a hardware store at the end. It's, it's, a little, it's not quite home alone because he's not setting up traps, but he's using things from the... There's even yeah. a bit in that where you see he's working in the store. You don't find out what happens, but you see him just like take a hammer off the shelf before he goes home. And then it cuts to like a news story of so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. So he's done something. And the next morning, you just see him wiping the hammer and putting it back on the shelf for sale. I'm just like, I didn't know what happened. I'd love to have known. But that's just cool. That's, mm. that's just yeah. someone who does. It doesn't, he doesn't show off about it. I think that's the thing. He's not like, hey, look at me. Just, I just do. Yeah. So in the sec- first film, he helps him. And the second one's very much his ex-partner. There's twists and turns. Pedro Pascal's in. I yeah. completely forgot Pedro Pascal's in. Turns out to be that he's, he's actually a baddie a now. Dodgy, yeah. He kills his, his old uh, handler. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of set up. He, she's his only friend left. She's his only connection. To, like, the only people that knew who his wife was. Mm. And then, obviously, he's betrayed by those people as well. And it's a good setup. And it's about him coming to terms with... Because he hasn't been back to the place where he lived with his wife beforehand. And I, I forgot about all this. And I'm like, it's all really good storytelling without pushing it in your face. There's a bit like the news stories are talking about, oh, there's a storm rolling in. But it's just like a news in the background while people are talking. And then as the film's going on, it's not like, hey, look, it's getting windy. Because now you'd see like, a film would cut to, oh, here's the storm and it's loads of trees blowing. Yeah. It's not. It's just, it's getting stormier. The winds are blowing in. You hear the odd snippet in the story, like background, just like, to the point of when it culminates to the end of the film, where he ends up having to go back to where him and his wife were, because he's you know, how the story develops. It's a, in a full, like, hurricane. 
But it's just built up to that gradually. I'm like, that's really good storytelling. So I was watching that again and I'm going, I'm so excited for watching this film. Because I saw the trailer again and I was like, he's talking like he talks. You have it, I have it in my mind, in the gap between, he's been helping people. He's been doing things because he was helping people at the end of the film. And then he's just like, that's, you know, I want to settle down now. I've done it. So I'm really looking forward to him being badass again and being nice. Because yeah. he's just, he's a nice guy as well. And he's so mm. natural when he's on screen. So anyway, that's my slightly ranty ramble. What about you guys? Yeah, I feel the same way, really. I like The Equaliser for the same reason as I like things like The A-Team, like we said, and things like Reacher. There's a sense of natural justice that yeah. you know doesn't exist in real life, but you can kind of pretend that it does. Yeah. And that's why I, I like those kinds of films. I thought that... The going to Italy seemed like an odd choice. I was a bit like, they, they could probably still keep it in America and do yeah, plenty probably of could stuff, have. but fair enough. Oh, but America's been, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dakota Fanning's in it by yeah. the look of the trailer. Yeah, she um, she was the only other person I recognised the name of, so I don't know if, because it looks, so it's set in Italy, I think a lot of the other actors are just Italian actors I've never heard of. I don't know if that's yeah, I recognised, I think, a couple of the monsters yeah. as sort of right. goons from stuff. But she plays a, a CIA agent, I think, okay. by the look of it. I don't know, I still think of her as a little girl. Mm. So I've got to try and give her a chance to play those kinds of roles, I guess. The only thing I didn't like about the trailer was that they used that song Valare, and I <laughs> hate that song. But oh, they right? actually used it quite well, yeah. like just the way they slowed it down and sort of chimed it in with stuff. An hour and 49 minutes, Ben. Yep, good. So just Not good bad. filmmaking. Yeah. Right, the right amount of time. Like polite. Short? I think it's shorter than the other films because I'm pretty sure mm. they were both over two hours. Well, so, yeah. They don't feel that long, do they, when no, you're watching they don't. them? No, they don't. They're well shot as well. Things aren't rushed. Like I said, it isn't like action, action, action. Mm. They haven't got a problem with letting the camera linger on things, but it still feels like they're telling the story when things are just chill, you know. Yeah. And, the yeah. director is Antoine Foucault. Now, I think, did he do the... Uh, he, he did yes. the others. He did, he did do the other ones, he yeah. He did do the others, yeah. yeah. He also did Replacement Killers and Training Day as well. Uh, and Olympus Has Fallen. Which so we are fans of, mostly. I hope he sticks with the style of the previous film. Yeah, me I too. I was thinking that when I saw it, and I saw the director, I was like, I hope it's the same guy doing it. I hope it's the same kind of quite relaxed, but when it hits, it hits. I think it will be. What about you, Ben? Sorry, we... On paper and in practice, the Equaliser films are well up my street slash in my wheelhouse, as you guys like to say. I love this kind of stuff because, you know, I like action films and I like, you know, Jason Statham sort of stuff and things like that and Gerard Butler, but they very quickly become annoying Yeah. when they overplay the action and it just gets ridiculous or it doesn't drive the story forward and it's just, just dropped in to say, oh, here's another gunfight that doesn't make any sense or here's another car chase yeah. that doesn't make any sense just because you like action, here's some more action. So that's what I like about these films. They don't they, do that. Yeah, they, you're right. They do it in a measured yeah. way. The characters are believable. I mean, Denzel Washington, I mean, how old is he now? He must be in his 60s. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's still, like, believable as a, a sort of calm surface water but dangerous under, underneath yeah. the water kind of character. And So I suppose that that's my only, you know, question. Are they going to be able to pull this off a third time? Hopefully. Yeah. Like you, Jables, I haven't looked into it very much. Maybe we saw the trailer in the cinema a few weeks ago. I can't remember. But I haven't rewatched it, so I've not, I've deliberately not looked into it. I'm just going to go into this and go, yeah, this is probably going to be a lot of fun. It's also going to be cool. It's going to be well made. Set in Italy, you say you're not sure about that. I'm very sure about it because it's going to be good for cars. <laughs> hey, there we go. Yeah, so I'm going to be car spotting. I'm hoping for a number of Alphas, some Maseratis. Maybe oh, for some again, older Alphas. Massive. It's got to be Maserati. I'd like an Alpha 75 in there. I'd like an yeah. Alpha 155. Or... They've all been sponsored by Audi and they're all Audi's <laughs> been. Yeah. That would be bad. Or, or even worse. They just drop a load of American cars. I'm presuming Kias. this is a Sony film because that's the only other thing that was obvious in the previous film. It was a Sony film. Oh. There's a lot of Sony Veo tablet laptops and Sony yeah. equipment. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not horrendous, but it's like, you know, you notice that kind yeah, of thing. I've got to be looking. honest, I, don't, I miss a lot of that. Yeah. So See, I don't, I'll be looking for it now. Yeah. I, I usually notice it and I'm not that, I just don't, I'm not that bothered about that stuff. I notice it in Venom. When yeah. you've got a Sony TV. <laughs> <laughs> and someone says, cool TV. Yeah, yeah. Right, so I'm looking forward to this awesome. one then. Let's yeah. let's get to the cinema. Let's go. Ben, what do you call a man with a plank of wood on his head? Uh, Frank. Edward. What do you call a man with three planks of wood on his head? Ed, Edward Woodwood. Yeah. And what do you call a man with three planks of wood on his head and no R's? Iwa-woo-wa. Iwa-woo-wa. 
smooth. And we're back. Having just watched The Equalizer 3. Or as I'm going to call it, The Threequalizer. Ooh, nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Exit stage left. They missed a trick there, didn't they? Yes. Ben, you're going to tell us what we just watched. Yeah, I'll give you a synopsis of The Equalizer 3. So Roberto is back. (laughs) I say Roberto because we're in Sicily slash Italy. We get straight into the action at a Sicilian vineyard where all kinds of mayhem has unfolded and we're seeing the aftermath. And McCall is there and he barely escapes with his life from some baddies because he's not quite managed to dispense with all of them. And he barely escapes and he gets picked up on the side of the road and he's nursed back to health by a good Samaritan in the form of Enzo in an idyllic and slightly anachronistic seaside town that Mm. clings beautifully to the cliffside. It's a cool looking place. Yeah. However, not so idyllic because baddies are turning up and causing a ruckus. And as Robert is gradually befriended by the adorable and hardworking townsfolk, he will be called upon to go right to the top of the crime organisation to bring peace and harmony back to the townsfolk. That's very good, Ben. Very good. Poetic again. I know. Yeah. He's not bad at that. He's getting the hang of it. Yeah, it's only taken two and a half years. Yeah. Well done. Better late than never. (laughs) <laughs> you well, jerk is it, is, it, is it though is it better late than never or should you just quit while you're behind anyway that's the synopsis I was going to say Expendables 3 it's not Expendables 3 at all no it's Equalizer 3 that's because we've just seen a poster for Expendforables Expendforables Expen- yeah anyway oh my god yeah so Jables what do you think so where do I start I mean obviously as we said this is a preview screening so, you know, we're hot off the press with these reviews. I think it releases on the 30th. Is that tomorrow? Two That's days? Today. I thought it released I think on the 1st of September. 1st of September, yeah. Oh, is it 1st of September? So yeah. it's Ooh. advanced preview screening. Obviously, we don't usually do spoilers anyway, but no particular spoilers. It's a tricky film to actually spoil because it's the equaliser. You, you know, know some you people know are going to do happen. bad stuff. Someone's going to have to get back at it. You know, I think there's certain beats we won't spoil and a couple of, like, storylines that we won't. But I think it was... Good. I think, uh, you know, you've probably just heard me waxing lyrical about one and two and how much I liked them. I don't think it's as strong as those films, but I don't think it'd be fair just to compare it to those films. I think on its own, it's a different style of film to the other two films. The setting is different. You know, the previous films are definitely Boston. You know, they're, they're very much set set in America. You get that feeling of the films. This is a, quite a departure from that. So the overall feel of the film actually makes it feel a lot different. The opening that you're talking about at the villa, I, I liked the pacing of it. It could have been slow at times, the film. You weren't a massive fan of that, were you? I, I thought think? it was okay. I, d- I did find the build-up at the very beginning a little bit yeah. slow. But I quite like that slow pace. Because watching, I think it was re-watching the other films, I, there are big gaps. It's, it doesn't force itself. Yeah. So I didn't mind that it let it set itself up. I liked how he immerses himself in the culture, but without changing himself. He's very much himself. And I think Denzel Washington is really good. I think the opening is is quite solid, actually. I, lo- I like the introduction. It's kind of, it's different in each of the films. You know, mm-hmm. the, the second film, it's very much like a setup. This is like a slow, slow setup. The introduction, I think it starts getting weaker when you start seeing more of the mafia. What did they call it? I can't, can't remember what we're going to see. Kamora. Kamora, yeah. that's it. And I found them actually quite uninteresting. I've said, I don't know if I've said before in the podcast, I'm not a massive fan of mafia films. I'm not a fan of The Godfather and just kind of like mob films in general. Goodfellas is fun, though. Exactly. I like them when they're fun. I like them when they're, they're a bit different. I don't like it when it's just like, eh, eh, we're bad, give us your money, or we'll call you. And, you know, even the bit, there's a set-up bit with the, there's a funeral and the, the head of the police comes and then kind of, you know, something happens to him and you're just like, that's just a bit, it's a little bit annoying. So that kind of thing, it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't shock me. It doesn't make me go, oh. Yeah. I did think this film is a little bit more gory than the previous films, just in terms of how it lingered on that. In before, before, I think it was said, it was all very intentional before, it was, but it was like, have to do this to do this, but they didn't linger on stuff. I think there was a couple of times they seemed to linger on that a bit more, yeah. almost like a bit of a shock value. 
I thought with the villains, I liked that they were quite nasty. Yeah. Because there were almost like two levels of villains, weren't there? Yeah. There was like the street gangy villains and, and then the more sophisticated villains. Yeah. They were all part of the same, I don't know, gang's probably the wrong word. Yeah, but, you know, family. The same yeah. family. Yeah. But I think that the street gang level scrappier ones were actually nastier. And there were things that they were doing, particularly to some of the people in the town. And they were so horrible that you were just kind of like rubbing your hands together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're going to get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I did say that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. And that was was good. But it's almost like when things did start to happen, it happened a little bit too quickly. And you were like, oh, I wanted a bit more drawn out. Vengeance, yeah, but yeah. Okay, okay, that's fine. And then we move on to the more sophisticated level and the same sort of thing, yeah. really. There's, there's no one that really poses him a challenge in there. And I think in the previous film, you've got... Uh, in the first film, there's this, like, Russian Spetsnaz dude who's come over to... He's know, really nasty. And he's it? really nasty, yeah. and it feels like a nemesis kind of thing, mm. yep. you know, right away up until the end of the film. And, and there's that kind of like almost like, yeah, sort of thing, punch the air kind of thing. Second film, it's the ex partner who's turned bad. And when he finally gets it, you're like, come on. And this, you're just like, oh, well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't have that kind of, yeah, he's nasty, but he's actually not as nasty as, as you say, as some of the other characters in it. So the, because of that, the ending felt a little bit flat by comparison to the other ones, I think. Mm. It just kind of resolves rather than you feeling that sort of, like, punch the air and that satisfying moment. But Denzel Washington's really good in it. I thought Dakota Fanning is, was good in it as well. I liked the relationship. Yeah, they're good chemistry. Yeah, they? They, they played off each other. They were in another film, weren't they? I can't remember. But um, it's weird with Denzel Washington because he could be, the character could be really, really smug. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? But he's yeah. not. I'm aloof, don't you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You could be like, ha But <laughs> he's not. He's just like, mm-hmm. It's almost like he's saying it and he's, go on, like, uh, over to you. And that's what I was saying earlier. That's what I liked about the, uh, the other films. He, the people that he helps, the kind of, like, side people that he helps, it's like, right, here you go. Now it's over to you. You've got, you've got to do this. And that kind of chemistry works. I like his interactions with the people in the town yeah. because he'd done that whole kind of, like, recuperation sort of thing really, really quite well, you know, integrating in and it's a little bit kind of like <laughs> I don't know how else to put it but it's just like yeah, it all goes a bit dormio yeah and he oh yeah it is absolutely it's like a Moretti advert <laughs> you know <laughs> but but yeah. it's like fine it's fine there's a bit of the start let's say when he gets caught off guard near the start I love the way he does that do you, I don't know if you can't like People might not notice and go, eh, you're, you're an idiot, you're not saying that. But when something happens to it, there's this, there's this kind of snap. And he reacts really strangely. Yeah. And he just starts shooting and you're like, what's going on? And you, can, you know it's this kind of like, it was such a strange reaction. And you didn't know what was going on. It was so disorientating. And then you sort of see and you see what happens. I was like, I really like, I don't know what it was. Just in that little bit, I really liked. That. and there's a lot kind of going on because you know what would, ha- what would happen in something else it would just be like oh you know super sharp I know what's going on it's like yeah. he's literally like yeah. he just fires blindly it's like reacts and then it's like shit and you know that he's in trouble then yeah. and, I, and I just like the way that was played but again later on you know what's going to happen there are some surprising bits there's bits that happen but you kind of get the feeling that you know where it's going to go like I said with that final let's say, the cathartic moment, I was just a bit kind of underwhelmed. Yeah, we were saying on the way back from the cinema, weren't we, that there was a way that we thought it would go just based on how those kinds of films normally Mm. play out. And we were looking forward to that. And perhaps they were trying not to be predictable in that sense, I guess. But I was looking forward to, I won't spoil it, but it playing out a certain way and it it was subverted a bit, which which I guess was good, but it was subverted in a way that made it a little bit more low-key. Yeah. So I, I, it was satisfying and it was quite gory. Yeah. But it was also a bit like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. wasn't like, yes. It yeah, was exactly. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So for me, the, the way it ends there, like it, through this film, the town is kind of one of the characters. Yeah. But then towards the end, they kind of forget that. And then they come back to it clumsily at the end. You know, without spoiling it, I would say it's a bit less Home Alone-y 
So I was expecting more inventiveness in yeah. terms of how the action builds up to it, like in the last third of the film. Yeah. The way they do it is they kind of move it somewhere else. Mm. And, and it becomes not clinical, but it very kind of A, then B, then C. Yeah. Whereas no, I, was, I was thinking you've got this really interesting, really intricate, potentially, I don't know, complicated backdrop that you could use and then they just choose not to use it towards yeah. the end and I was a bit like oh, that's odd yeah. I wonder if there was a reason for that maybe like production issues maybe but, maybe it was COVID yeah. thing no I totally agree because there's this focus on him him recuperating and him trying to build up strength to climb up to the you know yeah, that, the the, and yeah. I, I, I agree I, it, it felt almost like they missed a beat where I didn't want to see him tumbling down all the stairs like uh, like John, John Wick, which although would have been hilarious. But I thought, yeah, I could almost in my mind imagine this sort of group of mafias coming up the street and people like popping out, not just him, people yeah. popping out and doing something. Maybe yeah. they weren't allowed to do it. Maybe it was maybe just, they weren't. you know, maybe we're too, over, you know, maybe we're the cheesy ones. But, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, that stuff like that has been done before, obviously, yeah. over and over again. You, you get it with things like the Bourne films. They often use yeah. these tight packed towns yeah. to have these a bit of parkour and all that kind of stuff. And then even, you know, going back further, things like French Connection 2, yeah. where they're in Marseille and things like that. But I love that kind of stuff. Mm, and I was, yeah. a bit, I was a little bit frustrated that they didn't yeah. use that as much as I thought they might. Yeah. It didn't actually, I thought this was going to be a conclusion. I thought this was going to be yeah. a very definite end to the films. And it, it isn't. It's actually quite open-ended. It, there could easily be other films of this. I don't know if there will be, but there could easily be other Equalizer films. And I would be happy to watch another one to be honest there's this a story beat that you don't know anything about until the last five minutes about his motivations for the whole of this film yeah. I, I really like that that late introduction the low, yeah it's just it's a nice kind of addition i wouldn't say i i liked the slight contrivance with one of the other characters at the end which pops up i don't think it was needed but i felt if you've seen the other film, it feels kind of obvious and a little bit cliche, but yeah, I'll allow it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks They'll be thrilled. Yeah. And it looks good. I really like the music. I like that score that kept yeah. kicking in when things were going bad, mainly for the baddies, but yeah. it, it's, it gets flipped. I don't know if you noticed. Mm. Early on, it's, there's almost like this baddies music that gets played when they're doing some rough stuff, and then it kind of gets flipped when things start happening mm. to them. And I liked that, so I liked the music. I liked, I think it looked good. A little bit wishy-washy, eh? Let's watch. Yeah. Let's let's do some views panning over a town. It's got some quite adventurous stuff in the previous films, and it didn't feel as adventurous in terms of how it looked, but it still looks good. It's very clean. It's a nice-looking mm. I thought the thing. colours were quite muted for Italy. I quite I like it. It felt realistic to me. Yeah. That, I think that's maybe yeah. why I liked it. What about you, Arkid? So I've been rambling well, quite heavy, but... Yeah, I liked it as well. I, As I said, when I was talking before we went, I understood the trailer to show that he'd kind of retired. And when you watch it, that's not really... It's not at all. It's <laughs> the, not. The I think case. I even said it beforehand. Yeah. It's, it's actually not the case at all. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the, the start's quite confusing in that respect. Yeah. Because I was like, what's going on here? Which is yeah. quite good. Yeah. And I think that that beginning bit does set up this this thread around cheating death yeah. and, and just keeping going and going. And I liked that. And at the beginning, it started these questions of good and evil. Are you a good person? And, yeah. And, and all that, that I don't think carried all the way through the film. That's it. There are a few bit things that were set up and then yeah, seemed to drop I think that's off. Fair. And, and yeah. that was another mm. one of those His things. conversations with Enzo about it. Yeah. And I actually really liked, I liked that idea. But yeah, it, it almost like, as you say, got forgotten about. Yeah, I thought that which might is a bit have circled yeah. back around yeah. at the end. Again, like you said, I thought that the character was great, Denzel was great, and I liked Dakota Fanning as the CIA agent. But I'm not quite sure of how necessary that CIA strand was, really. No. And, and that whole thing of it being quite big and international. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you said that earlier like, on, but it just didn't feel particularly mm. necessary. I think no, it might have been better to just be contained within that yeah. environment. It was almost like I was getting Jason Bourne sort of mm. vibes there. It's like, oh, well, there must be some CIA thing going yeah. on. It's like, you didn't need it. It's suddenly, Like you said, it suddenly felt like it's global. Yeah. Whereas the other films don't feel no, like that. I mean, that. the second one a little bit more. A little bit expanded, but then it also, it, it, past, it, but yeah, but then it comes back to a personal, yeah. doesn't it? It goes that's global right. and then personal. And that's, yeah. yeah. So, so all of those, you know, 
I feel very positively to, towards it. A yeah. few, the few things that I wasn't that keen on, I'm happy to let go. Mm. <laughs> you know, I wasn't like made angry by anything or annoyed by anything. No, absolutely. It was just not. a bit like, eh. it was quite busy in the cinema, wasn't it? And yeah. people seemed to like it. Yeah. There were, particularly in some of the vengeance elements, mm. there were, you know, people were shifting. The woman connected to me properly jumped a couple of times. Did yeah, <laughs> when the explosion went off, they both jumped. Yeah. They were like, oh my God. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there was a lad on, a little further up on our row, and I could hear him saying, at one point, he was like, oh, that's brutal. <laughs> and then he was saying, about something but there's, there's a bit towards the end where Denzel Robert is like following someone around and he's just, he was a bit like this is weird this yeah. is just weird and it kind of I was, thought that was Ben that said that no. I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. sure yeah, yeah. it's because yeah. he's like singing isn't he and yeah that was yeah. that point yeah. yeah so that's that's, that's interesting because I, I was thinking about so yeah I think Denzel is is still excellent in this film and he he kind of I'm not gonna say he carries it because that does the rest of the film a disservice. But if you if you dropped in another actor, it wouldn't be the same. No, he provides like a common thread through it yeah. with his performance. And sometimes it's like he's a friendly sociopath, isn't he? He kind of no, he kind of is. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes he's kind of whimsical and quirky. Yeah, and then other times he's actually quite creepy. Yeah, he's quite ser- and he's very serious. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they played on that a little bit in this one, especially towards the end, like the, like the bit at the end where he's yeah. dealing with the final baddie. Yeah. And it's not just the violence. Yeah. It's the way he's just going through it. I think you've kind of reminded me of something that I think I said on the way out of the cinema as well. The first couple of films, barring some you know certain scenes, set-up scenes, it's very much focused on him. He's very much the central character. He's in most of the most of the scenes, I'd say, in the first one, and again in in the second film. There's big sections of this where it kind of breaks away to some of the other characters, like in long sections as well, like uh, stuff that happens with the policeman. And like, for instance, in the first film, so Alina, I know, I'd say about, I've just seen it, who's played by Chloe oh, Grace Moretz. Yeah. yeah, she sees him in the diner, and then the next time they don't know where she is, and he doesn't know what's happened, and she's beaten up and in the hospital. You don't see what's happened to her, but yeah. he knows. Whereas in this, it's kind of like uh, they were showing the audience all the all this all the side bits. They were showing you everything, so there was nothing mm. left to your imagination. Right. Yeah. Whereas I think previously it was kind of centered on him, and he'd learned things. There was a bit more of it in the second film when they have the Brussels scene, but it always came back to him and following him. So yeah, I don't think I, so. I think it lost a little bit because of that. But I also think um, probably like you guys that the baddies were a little bit. Not one-dimensional, but he, not as not as slick as or as interesting as they could have been. Mm. So probably like you as well. I actually preferred the initial set of town street baddies to the upper echelons. Like the guy who played the main baddie just seemed not quite wooden, but it was just very obvious, wasn't it? Yeah. He was like, ah, well, you're going to die now. Yeah. Uh, I'll be back to kill you. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's got his little... You know, beard and his fancy car and it's. Did he his suit remind and... you slightly of a, a younger Robson Green? No. No. Okay. No, we, not really. Watch it. it. It popped into my head a couple of times, mm. but maybe that's just me. Here you go. Maybe. There's a random. That is a random table statement. What else, Ben? I think I, if I'm going to sort of just say overall how I feel about it, despite the negative-ish things we've said about it, it was still very enjoyable. Yeah. In terms of the films that we generally watch week by week, it's you know it's still like easily in the top quarter. For me, mm. um, yeah. in terms of enjoyability, I wasn't bored at all through any of it. No. no. Yeah, generally a positive from me. Yeah, I don't, I, and I certainly don't want it to sound like I was disappointed. It was good. It just lacked the punch, I think is what it is. I still enjoyed it, and I, I would watch it again. But yeah, I'd agree. Not as good, but still good. Favourite car moment, Ben? Got a couple for you. With this film, because when, what you get with a lot of action films is you get very overblown car chases and all that kind of stuff you don't really get that in this film because it's not that kind of a film and there are a few fancy cars in it but they don't really get used for action it's just i mean you get the usual baddie stuff where they all arrive in various forms of black suvs and things like that and then screech off at the end just to show how antisocial they are but i'm not really interested in any of that the two vehicles that stand out i'll give you two there's a ford transit yeah and there's a fiat punto yeah so quite nearish to start when he's dealing with some of the initial baddies, the street baddies, mm. there's a really, I find it quite funny moment with the Ford Transit. Yeah. So the, the baddies have a, a transit van. 
and one of them gets sent off to get the van and then the van reappears very suddenly in, <laughs> yeah. in a way they weren't hoping it would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a good So moment. that was yeah. quite it funny. Was. And then towards the end, I don't know if it's spoilers to say, I don't think it is really because it's not a plot point or anything. Someone on the, on the bad side of things is beginning to struggle and is in a bit of a bad shape and is kind of moving through the scenery quite slowly and then just kind of gets bumped into a bit by a Fiat Punto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just quite and then, funny. And then later on, with it, like within the same little set, just gets some oranges on him. Yeah, like I love fall. that. Yeah, we both chuckled we for did. something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like it's just it's just the kind of what would the word be like? You know, the, these sort of fancy mafia style baddies, and it's like towards the end, it's going to be a little Fiat that gets you, and, <laughs> yeah. and then a and couple a of, of oranges, and a bit of fruit. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking with that bit with the fruit, whether it was actually an accident. Yeah. Because if it was deliberate, it was very well done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ah, so, uh, what's your rating, Ben? That's a good question. I'm gonna give it. I'm, I'm gonna give it a Ford Transit out of vans, out of vehicles, out of films. Yeah. So it's you know it's not gonna blow your socks off, but it does the job. It's no Unimog, but it's no Unimog, but good enough. Okay. I'm gonna give it a Fiat Punto because <laughs> it's a nice little number. Yeah. Nice uh, little runabout. I wasn't thinking. I, I, I know I was very quick to ask for a rating, like I had some super inventive <laughs> rating, uh, but I don't. I'd say. I'd say solid, good, John Wick 2-ish, I would probably say. Okay. Not as satisfying as previous film, but a, a good follow-up. Yeah, Excuse hits me? the same sort of beats, but, you know, doesn't quite have the satisfaction that you get from, from other films. There we go. Right. Trailers, Ben. What were they? Ooh. We both know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Our kid, what, tell what us. Well, the first one was Napoleon. It was. I oh, think yeah. Have we spoken about we Napoleon? We did talk about that a couple we have, of weeks ago. We have yeah. seen that trailer, yeah. 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 Looking so, forward to it. You're not really looking forward to it, are you? But I'm warming to it a bit more, okay. but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And the second trailer was The Creator. Yeah. Oh, yes. Which yes. is interesting because I. It's on, it's on the back of the um, thingy magazine. On screen magazine. On screen magazine. And I was saying to Ben before it started, oh, I quite fancy seeing that. It's what that. And I was like, oh, I don't really know how to explain Fortunately, there was a trailer for it straight away. What did you think, Ben? Initially, I was slightly irritated by it because it's like, oh, we're going to have to control the AI and then it just looked very CGI-ish. Mm. I was like, uh, okay. But then as it went on, I thought, maybe this will be a decent action film. Yeah. I, I'm not massively excited about it. It's not necessarily my kind of thing. The whole thing about AI as a major part of the plot has to be dealt with very yeah. cleverly. Because you, if you do it even remotely clumsily, it will just be boring. Our kid? Well, when the trailer first started, I just got Terminator vibes. You didn't, yeah. And I thought it looked like some kind of rebooted Terminator thing. Mm. And then I realised as, as I kept watching the trailer that I'd actually seen the poster for the creator. Mm. And because it says on it, from the director of Rogue One, and the way the picture shows, yeah. I thought... Oh, is that a Star Wars film? Just just based on the poster. Okay. So I was quite confused watching it. But when I just got to the end of the trailer, saw it as a standalone thing. What's the name of the guy in it? John David Washington. Right. That's Denzel's he, son, isn't it? Is it? I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's in, uh, he was in Tenet, wasn't he? Yeah. And Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's but got... I kind of thought, yeah, I think it, it looks like it could be, could be interesting. Yeah. Could be okay. I'm looking forward to it. I saw the trailer probably about a, two weeks ago, I think it was. I liked the visual style. What was that series that I went on about uh, a couple of years ago? Oh, uh, was it that um, loop thing? Yeah. Tales from the Loop. Tales from the Loop, that's the yeah. one, which I really liked. I liked that sort of style of animation and scenery, and it looked very clean, but it looked like an interesting world. There's obviously given it a lot of thought to what's happening. It's got quite a strong cast. I, I really like John David Washington. I like yeah. it's got Gemma Chan in it and Ken Watanabe is in it. And people I like, I wonder if, as you say, whether it might be a little bit derivative because, let's face it, everything's about AI at the minute. Mm. And I hope it's going to be more interesting that. It seems like it's kind of like melding the AI and personality. I think there's going to be a little bit more to it. So, yeah. which is what I'm hoping for. I feel like it's given one of the major aspects of the plot away in the trailer. And yeah. I might be wrong, but it might, there might be a lot more to it. But if you watch the trailer, it's like, 
well, it's actually a kid, mm. but it's like a sort of robot AI kid. It's like, why are you yeah. showing me this straight away in the trailer? I don't quite understand. But. Yeah, I think that's why I'm, it's interesting because I think there's going to be a lot more to it. Hoping it's not just a, the robots have made an AI that's actually a person. Yeah, that would be a bit kind of like annoying. We've made humans. Yeah, and that's going to be the next stage of their super weapon is infiltrating people. Uh, that would be a like little Terminator. Well, yeah, so I was thinking like it's like a blend of like Terminator and Blade Runner and Akira. Yeah, and they've just mashed all that mm. together. Yeah, but we'll see. So yeah, looking looking forward to it. Cool. cool. What's on next week, Ben? Well, for the next couple of weeks, we've got logistical issues in that we are going away. How very formal. <laughs> yes. Vis-a-vis logistics, we are out of the country, technically speaking, brackets, Scotland. Yeah. So because of that, I think we're probably going to try and record a couple of shorts for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So maybe yeah. we'll just catch something on streaming or DVD and get together somehow and, and review that stuff. It could be put something out. It could be a podcast from Scotland, having watched the uh, the Cottage Library of uh, DVDs. Yeah, DVD library. It's always exciting. Yeah. I don't know why. I really look forward to that part. I do too. Yeah, what That's have they true, got? Yeah. What standards have they gone for? Yeah. Jurassic Park's going to be there. Maybe yeah. Lawrence of Arabia. I hope it's not just Men full of like stupid rom-coms with yeah. Jack Black in or something. I mean, I, I like Jack say. Black. But <laughs> Are I you thinking of the holiday? I'm thinking of the holiday. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's next week. So, um, I don't think we're missing anything major in the cinema. But we're, you know, maybe even do a cinema trip while we're up there. So, do they uh, have cinemas in Scotland? I don't. Do. I, I think they, they call them talkies. Right. Ben, and, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, if people want to get in touch, it's uh, hello at Just So Jables is the email address. You can get us on the socials at Just So Jables, Facebook, Instagram, and X. Hopefully, you're listening to us on Spotify. If you could leave us a review, that'd be great. Same on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Something like wherever iTunes, it is, I don't know. iTunes, wherever the kids do these days. Yeah. Google Play, Google Play, Google Play, TikTok. No, the, Google Play is the one where you buy stuff. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. there is a Google Play podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's probably yeah. just called Google Podcasts. Yeah. yeah. So get in touch. Let us know what you think. Not about anything, just particularly just specifically yeah. about films. Yeah. Okay. Where well, you could or do cars. anything? Or cars. Or cars. Yeah. yeah. Or Scotland. Right oh. then. Right. Well, I will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Just so jables.